Hi, and welcome to the Tizzy and Wayne Coffee Show, where we talk about art, music, and sometimes current events. So sit back, grab your favourite beverage, and let's begin. <laughs> okay. So, blankety blank, we're going to start one, two, three. All right. So, what are we talking about today? I had a podcast and, well, blah, blah, blah. One, two, <laughs> three. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I had a last minute show to do and uh, I had no equipment with me because you left me with nothing. Oh, man. And uh, So, how did that work so out? So, I had to kind of throw it together and... You'll find out by listening to this one. So if you had no equipment, I don't see how you... It, 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 you recorded it, it on your phone or something? It pretty or? much. Okay. <laughs> so the audio quality... I, I used a, my phone and a microphone. Oh. And that, that was about wow. it. So we're about to find out how that goes. Wow. But you know what? You got to still... The show has to go on no matter yes, what. That's you true. Know? The show must go on. It has yes. to, even when you're not around. So who did you talk to? Uh, her name was... Mickey. Mickey? What does she do? Well, I interviewed her for music, but I ended up finding out she was an actor, a child actor. Oh, man. And she was a writer. She has, like, a book. A child actor? Yes. And Arthur? And a book. Yeah. And a musician? Yes. Wow! But see, she like, she only gets paid to perform. So she, she's a professional? Yes. Man. So, what kind of music? What kind of book? What kind you're, of, what kind of acting? Yeah, well, she was a chi- child actor. Oh, a child actress. Back when she was younger, wow. way younger. Did she like give you any names, like no. uh, any movies? Oh, well, she she told me about a director she worked with. Any, her, any you're credit? You're going to find out. Any credit? Oh, exactly. Any credits, maybe, that we might look out for as far as... Um, um, you're going to have to listen to it. Excuse me. Yes. Wow. You, must, you must have had chocolate milk. Uh, well, yeah, that's a different story. Well, that's but what that's happened. You, you, you were gone for a while. I, wasn't so. gone for a while. I know, huh? And now you're coming that's back, right. and now you're just like, this is like four <laughs> seasons or four episodes without me. Yes. I told you. Show must go on. True. So okay. Every Tuesday, we have to make it happen. That's true. And you made it happen. I try to. Yeah. Something well, happened. Well, I thank you very much, and our fans thank you very much for making that happen. They better be. Yes, I think they are. So, here it is. I want to welcome everybody to the Tizzy and Wayne Coffee Show. Your one and only Tizzy. Wayne will not be in today, but I do have a special guest. Why don't you introduce yourself? Well, hi. My name is Mickey Lemoine. How are you doing today? Great, thank you. So, what type of art do you do again? Um, music. Mostly music now at this time of my life, my musical life. What do you play? Piano and sing. What type of style do you play? Well, um, I've settled into a genre, I guess you could call it, of uh, Broadway show tunes and old film movies. Um, Music from about the 1900 to, I'd say, 20, well, 2020. I mean, whatever comes up, I'll play it. But mostly the audiences I play for like the um, the musical theater songs, the golden age of uh, of Broadway, so to speak, 
And then there's all those old uh, Broadway musicals too, um, film musicals. And so I usually do music from those. But, you know, a lot of things come up at different parties and whatnot. And I also play pop rock and stuff like that. I like the show tunes a lot because there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of depth, I guess I should say depth and layer, layers to those songs from a long time ago. Mm -hmm. um, writers like Cole Porter and uh, the Gershwins are, were just geniuses. So when I'm studying music like that, I'm always just floored by their, their talent. Yeah, well, George Gershwin wrote the, um, the musical Porgy and Bess. Porgy and Bess. Oh. That's where the song Summertime comes from. Really? Okay, that would be mm -hmm. more helpful for me to look at. Mm -hmm. So uh, what got you into piano? Well, it was um, it was accidental because uh, I couldn't get a job doing anything else. Mm -hmm. And um, and I had been sort of playing piano throughout my my various careers that I've had, probably eight of them, because um, I, you know, being a, a musician or any other type of artist, you're always following a job market of sorts, trying to find work wherever you can get it. At least I have. So I, you know, I always worked another job because I always needed more income. And um, finally, in 2015, I finally decided I was going to have to quit that awful business job I had. And I moved to North Carolina and started applying for work there. And nobody would hire me. They kept saying I was too old to be in the job market. So I just went out and started uh, asking people if I could play their pianos. Like I would walk into a hotel and ask to play the piano in their lobby or I would go to a place like a bistro, you know, a little bar in a restaurant and ask if I could play their piano. And most of the time they said yes. And that's how I got most of my job. So I started playing piano full time in 2015. And mm -hmm. where's your location at? Where do I live? I live in uh, Riverside County. Oh, so far. I moved from North Carolina. You know where she I, can be at. <laughs> I moved back from North Carolina in 2018 back to Riverside County because I, I wanted to make more money. So I'm located in Eastern California now. Ah, and that's yeah. full time, like seven days a week or Well, I was working I was working seventy hours a week in North Carolina oh. for three three straight years. It never stopped. Um, you know, I got to, I have to practice six hours a day in order to pull off these shows that I do. Mm -hmm. And what's evolved out of the Broadway shows is a sing-along because once I start playing those, those numbers from Oklahoma and South Pacific, people start singing along. Oh, wow. So, so I had to develop the whole new, uh, way of, <laughs> of expecting that from the audience so that I could actually accommodate them and, and accompany them. And now what I actually have as a show is a great big sing-along. Oh, wow. So it, that's what it always becomes. And then that's evolved even in the last five years. So when I started here, when I got here in 2019, I was busy all year building up my client base. Mm -hmm. And as you know, by the end of 2019, that was the end of it for performance artists. We, we could not go live anymore because of the virus. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm still trying to redesign my life and my career uh, because I'm, you know, I can't, I can't play live shows anymore. So you can't play outside? No, I, uh. I can't because, because people are singing. They're always oh. going to start singing whenever I'm performing and there's going to be all that at those droplets blowing all over the place, whether they're outside or inside. So right, it's just right. not, not, 
it's not, I don't want to do that right now. That just doesn't sound very safe to me. Right, right, right. So did you go to school for any of this uh, music or you well, just picked it up? I, well, it's uh, sort of OJT. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned on stage as I was learning the roles I was playing as a child actor. Um, I started singing when I was three and dancing when I was five. And my, you know, I was a, I was a child actor. So I was in school, in high school and whatnot, working at, at local theaters. And I learned, I learned how to sing and dance and all that stuff as I was learning the shows. And I learned it from the other actors. I learned it from the directors, from the musical directors, from the orchestra leaders. So I learned all of that craft um, up until I was in my 20s. Have you worked with anybody that is uh, higher up? Like, uh, I guess you would call like a celebrity? Well, I worked with a lot of celebrities over the years, mm-hmm. but um, the people that I'm focused on are the audience. Right, right. Wow. And um, yeah, I've learned a lot from the people I've worked with, including the celebrities. Some of them are good, some of them are, are not. Right, um, right. One of the people I, I, I liked a lot and I learned a lot from was Robert Redford. Oh, wow. How was it with working with him? Well, he is just a master director. He you, he works with the actors and they start off doing their scene a certain way. I'm talking about in film now. Okay. And and he um, you can watch the transformation happen in the actor as they really understand the layers that he that he's conveying to them and what, what he wants them to do. And then he coaches them and they just get better and better and better. It was fascinating to watch. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Have you uh, performed in front of any uh celebrities i wouldn't know because i don't know if they're in the audience or not i've done thousands i've done thousands of performances wow and i don't i don't i don't always know who's in the audience and you know i i have to concentrate on what i'm doing i'm not paying any attention really to who's in the audience well that sounds very interesting well it's really hard work well yeah yeah really really hard work but you know there there's such there's such a satisfaction when when you see people just sparkling and laughing and uh, music, music really does something powerful in the room with people. And that's what I love about it. Right. Right. I always loved acting. I always loved acting. Mm -hmm. And I did, you know, stage and I did theater. I did film. I did. I did whatever anybody would hire me to do. I used to work with the uh, East Village Poets in New York. They were oh, wow. multimedia, multimedia artists, and I they would call me up and ask me to come and and um, make you know take one of their poems and put it up on the boards and turn it into a person. And I love to do stuff like that. Right. So I I just did whatever whatever was coming along. Did you write any poetry too while you were in? Well, there? I have I have written poetry. I have a couple of oh, do actually, you have, do you have any of them with you? No, they're they're tucked away in oh. boxes. <laughs> You know, I don't, that's not stuff that I flash around. And I, I didn't, um, I didn't publish those. They're, they're in binders They're because after I worked with the pro um, poets, mm-hmm. you know, the ones in New York, I just didn't, you know, I don't, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The spoken word community is uh, their own people. Yeah. 
yeah and i felt i felt like they were judging me and i i didn't i don't know i i enjoyed doing it it was a great learning experience but i don't i don't count myself in that area because i don't feel like i'm i don't feel like i have the chops for that kind of thing right <laughs> <laughs> do you want to play a song for us no not really no? I, I haven't I haven't performed for over a year. That means that my that I don't have the voice, oh. and I I could probably certainly play the piano. But if you would have asked me in advance, I might have prepared something for you. But I'm sorry, but I'm just not in any, I'm not in any shape to perform now because I haven't been. Oh it, wow! When, when you have an instrument that you have to that you use all the time, and it's in shape, and you don't use it, it just it's like a muscle that just goes you know, and, and it just goes flabby and flaccid. And that's, that's kind of what's happened to me. I, I would be embarrassed to sing right now. Oh, wow. So you have yeah, been so, practicing like just for yourself? Uh, well, I have to keep, I have to keep working. Mm -hmm. So I still work a couple hours a day on the piano, mm -hmm. but I don't, but I don't do the vocal demand mm -hmm. because I'm not in a room with a hundred or 200 people that that's what keeps me in shape the the belting and the the power music you know and the the big high notes and and all the excitement around fun fast songs and stuff like that no i'm not i'm not hanging around the house doing that. <laughs> at least you're keeping a little busy well it's not it's not it's i'm very busy because that's not all i do i'm i'm a writer too you oh, know what what type of writing do you do um, I've been working on fiction. Um, I, I have, you know, I'm just trying to like take a lot of the experiences that I've had in my life and make them into a smoothie you know, right. for, for, uh, for public consumption of some sort. Um, but the first book that I actually published was in the genre of, uh, romance and it's, it's actually steamy romance. Oh, really? And wow. It's suspense. Yes. Steamy. What do they call it? They call it uh, suspense, steamy romantic suspense. That's what it is. So that book has been on the market for more than a year. And what is it and called? It's called, I write under a different name in that, uh, in that area. Um, it's called um, Desert Heat. Ooh, and okay. The reason I have to use a different name is because, you know, I was writing at the time that I was performing. And and people, you know, there were there were book clubs in some of the, the bars that I played in. Mm -hmm. And then um, some of the assisted living facilities where there were like 8000 people there, you know, there were book clubs. And and I just didn't want anybody in the audience someday going, hey, I read that book. Wow. You know, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I would be so embarrassed. Right. And um, I just didn't want people to know I was writing sexy books. This is just a, a nicely written book with good, a couple of good stories, and it has sex scenes in it. it but it's not crummy. It's not. It's it, it's not like um, it is not erotica. Okay, okay got it's it. Way away. It's way away from there. It's just sex scenes. But um, I know a lot of people are very embarrassed about and kind of squeamish about uh, reading sex scenes in books. But a couple of people who are like that have bought my book and have told me that they just they just went really fast through those sections. <laughs> <laughs>
and and they said they liked the story. So because that's what I'm talking about. It's not it's not going to be like really embarrassing. Have you thought about maybe uh, making it into a movie? Well, I can't make it into a movie. Oh. And and that that has to be done through agencies and producers and stuff like that. And back in the day when I used to do that in the 70s, it was really easy to get a, get together with producers and pitch books and do that kind of stuff. And I did it a lot. Mm-hmm. But now I, I, I don't have any access to that to anybody in the business anymore. And when you call up a studio, they won't let you to talk to anybody who oh. could buy your product. So it yeah. it's gotten to be such a huge um, pursuit through the agents that don't want to read anything unless it's just like the last thing they made that I had to give up that end of it. I just had to stop because it was taking me away from the actual work, the fruit of my work, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing. So um, I self published so that I could get into the market and it's out there. So uh, what I, what I can just hope for is to keep marketing with my nice postcards that your dad made for me and um you know do that kind of stuff um that's what takes it takes a long time because you have to find people and get in touch with them and there's all kinds of delays and weeks go by and months go by and you just keep doing it and keep doing it so i figure i got at least another year before i have more market saturation now have you thought about maybe doing audio book yeah i've thought about it um i haven't plunged into that i don't know i don't know whether i want to do that or not um i've got so many things to do already because i've i've ventured into um into recording now for my my music to see if um if i can do some recording projects and and that that's fairly iffy because in the area where i perform i'm not sure that that's going to be something that the audiences want you know recorded video music or audio music there but um but i but i work on other projects with other people too in audio but i as far as audio books which is i think what you mean the book part of it i don't know i'm i'm just so busy i i haven't really been able to sit down and work out how that would look in my life how that would work right. i don't i don't think i want to do a sexy book on audio <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, no. that would be a little strange. That, I mean, you know, the sound the sound effects, the sound effects just make me cringe. So. Yeah, that now I think about it, you'd be driving down the street and you'd yeah. be like, wait, hold on. Yeah. Yeah. The commuters would be running into each other. So no, I I I'll do the maybe I'll do the mainstream romance that way. <laughs> Uh, well, I did not think about that question right away. <laughs> <laughs> Have it blaring out, someone pulling up next to you. You'd be like, yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> turn it up. Yeah. Turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, so how many books do you have already that's published? Just one? Well, just the, the Pam Wilder book is published. The, the the next one coming up is Crescendo. That's about three quarters of the way there. And I've got two more, two more coming, you know, up on the desk here coming along. So I've got I've got three more books in the works besides the one that's on the market. So like I said, I, I have a lot to do. I'm always working on one of these. And then, you know, um still trying to figure out what I want to do with the music at this point, because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking with a lot of musicians who are in the same situation. They just don't, they don't know how to redesign or rework what they were doing. Some of them do, some of them go out and buy a lot of equipment 
start their own little studios and, you know, fire up the band. But I'm not the band. And and I, you know, I have to design my performances in such a way that uh, that they still have dynamics for the audience. Because if you're sitting in a big room with a lot of people singing together, that's really different from having somebody uh, on a recording that you're listening to. It's a whole different experience. So I'm not really sure how that's going to work or if it'll work for me. So I'm still trying to work it out. So you you mentioned earlier that you were a child performer. Yes. What what movies were you in? I was in stage. Yeah, oh, on stage. Okay. So I was in mostly musicals. Oh wow. I did I did do some straight drama, but that was for a dramatic troupe that evolved out of my high school uh, because we had won awards in my high school for our acting and production. So we went in, you know, we were always working somewhere in California to do that. But but I worked um, in professional theater, in musical theater, when I was a child. All right. Well, I'm going to have to cut this a little short because we don't want to go over our time. But I do want to okay. thank I do want to thank you for your time for coming on the podcast. Well, you're certainly welcome, and I thank you for asking me. Well, awesome. And uh, it would always be a pleasure to have you back on later on. Okay, well, you know, if I get my, if I can get my uh, my act in shape, you know, I <laughs> I could, you know, I was just trying to think, uh, how would how's this going to sound on a phone if I sit at the piano and sing to you? But well, hey, that would that would probably work, and you know, we could do that some other time. Well, yeah, yeah, I would give you head up, give you yeah, heads that, up. that that would help, and I'd be happy to do that if yeah, I felt like I if I felt like I could sing better than a frog. <laughs> Well, thank you for coming on, and uh, I want to thank the listeners for tuning in, and thank you for coming. <laughs> You're very, very welcome.